it's red? Yeah. Oh, that means it needs a battery. Good morning. All right. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. Hey, David, can I go ahead and switch you out, though? I, I think I need to stand. All right. Thank you. Won't be able to handle everything with one hand. All right. Let's try this all over again. Good morning. All right. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. Uh, it's great to see you all this morning, those of you with us uh, in the sanctuary worshiping and those uh, who are at home worshiping. We are glad that you've joined us for our service this morning. It is good to be in the house of the Lord with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, there are two passages I want to read from this morning. Uh, certainly, uh, there is much going on in our world. And there's a couple passages that I think speak uh, to the matters and we as Christians especially need to remember in these times. And the first one I'm going to be reading from is Daniel chapter 2. I'm going to be reading verses 19 through 22. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. The other passage I want to read from this morning is Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Let's pray. God, we come to you humbled, knowing that you are the, the sovereign king of the universe, the creator of all, and you demand our worship. You demand the praise of the nations and the world. And while much is happening, while there are plots of peoples and kings and nations who seek out their own agendas when there's wickedness, uh, when there's injustice, God, you sit on your throne, good and holy. So, Father, may we come to worship you this morning as brothers and sisters in Christ, united under and through the cross. And that is why we're here today, to bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, Zach. It's delightful to have you here this morning. We'd like to also welcome our online audience to Broadway Baptist Church for this service. You know, uh, at the beginning of this period of time, we've been staying at home and not having much fellowship at all. Pastor Daniel suggested we take this time to read scripture. Book of Proverbs was awesome, and I, that was a great idea, and many of us have done that. Uh, we find in Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any two-edged sword. And one of the hymns that we have that talks about scripture is called Ancient Words. So I'm going to invite you to sing along with us. And I'm delighted this morning to have Charlie and Jean and David assisting us in worship as we sing together Ancient Words. For our walk in this world They resound with God's own heart Oh, let the ancient words impart Words of life, words of hope Give us strength, help us hope In this world, where'er we roam Ancient words will guide us words impart holy words of our faith handed down to this age came to us through sacrifice oh heed the faithful words of Christ holy words long reserved for our walk in this world with God's own heart, oh, let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, oh, let the ancient words impart. I know that my Redeemer lived, and on the earth again shall stand. I know eternal life he given, that grace and power are in his hand. I know, I know, I know that Jesus lived, and on the earth again shall stand. Yeah. 
again shall stand. I know, I know, I know, I know that life He given, that grace and power, that grace and power are in His hand. These are the days of Elijah. Righteousness being restored. And these days are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword. Still we are the voice in the desert, crying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet sound. So and out of Zion till salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, Thank you, gentlemen. Well, this morning we have certainly been reminded of how great our God is even in times of trials and temptations and, and the difficulties that we are facing these days. One of the ways that we respond to our God in worship is through the giving of our tithes and offerings. And so I'm going to encourage you this morning as, uh, as we move into our time of offering uh, to go ahead and give. If you're online, I'm going to ask our guys to post the text to give number. If you're in-house, you can text to give as well or give online. They'll post that link as well. If you are in service with us this morning here, uh, we won't pass a plate again this week like we did last week. You can drop your offering envelopes on the way out, or you can leave them in the black box at our Welcome Center. I'm going to pray over our offering and then uh, encourage you to go ahead and use this time, if you're online with us or in-house, to, to go ahead and give. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity that you have given us this morning to come into your house and to worship you. Father, we thank you for uh, the many blessings that you have bestowed on us and poured out on our lives. Father, I pray that we would never take those for granted. Lord, now as we move into a time where we give back, Father, just a portion of what you have given us, Lord, I pray that we would give cheerfully, that we would give generously, and that we would give faithfully. Father, we thank you for sustaining us. We thank you for your providence. 
Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you have poured out on our church in these last days. God, we love you. We praise you for who you are. And it's in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We have our chairs out here. You sit in the chair that does not have the blue tape. So you'll, you'll want to come to children's sermon because afterwards, like Hanson Gretel from last week, we have our candy up here, and you'll run out there and you'll pick up your candy. So that is um, that will be going on. So y'all want to come on down, come grab a chair, and then what we'll do, the way we'll, we'll end children's sermon by someone will have a closing prayer. So we'll call on some. Y'all don't have to get behind the TV. Y'all can maybe get on the back pew up there. That way, uh, folk, you know, mom and dad can see you. So with that, this is our social distancing children's sermon. So, all right. Um, tomorrow starts June. Do you know during the month of June, normally, what sports are being played in the month of June? Does anybody know? Basketball, football, are those June sports? Baseball, that's right. That's what I was looking for. I, I, um, I was at the store this week. Now, do you all know what these things are? Well, you all already know, but anybody else? Anybody else? These are called baseball cards. When Mr. Daniel was 
a little young lad. This is what I used to play with. I know how they now have been replaced with video games. But uh, this was the thing. I used to go to this little drugstore by my house called Big B Drugs. And when you were checking out with your mommy or dad, there was these boxes right next to the cash register and they were 50 cents. And there was this company and this is, they're still, they're still called Tops. They're still in business. And what happened is I would ask my parents, could I have a pack of baseball cards? And you get, receive this pack of baseball cards and there would be a stick of gum in there. You talk about way to spread germs. A stick of gum inside the baseball cards. And then you'd have like 25 cards. Now these cards only have like seven in them. I mean, it's just not, you know, it's not the same as it used to be. But they still make baseball cards today. Now, are we playing baseball right now? Does any, we have any baseball players in our, our audience? No. No? Baseball players? Nobody? Has anybody ever, who here has ever played baseball? Anybody in the audience? Anybody played baseball? Good, there's our baseball players. Maybe I should turn my chair this way and talk to our base. But that is, the Bible tells us, and we're about to read a scripture passage here. I want to read it. Because normally, the month of June is a month that you drive around the city you turn on the TV and you're seeing the baseball parks packed. Everybody's playing ball games in the, or in the yards, but because of unusual times and we wear a mask, it's not baseball season right now. But I want to read y'all scripture passage here. And this is a good one because we're going to read it in, among the adults as well. It says, Ecclesiastes 1.9. This reminds us of this season we're in. What has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Do you know, I don't know when baseball was invented. I think it was invented in the 1800s. But before it was invented, we did not have baseball. And right now, we don't have baseball. And what that Bible verse is telling us, there is nothing new under the sun. This crowd here plays baseball or played baseball, this crowd doesn't play baseball, doesn't really even know what baseball is. And right now, because of the coronavirus, we're not playing baseball. All of whatever season we're in in life, children, listen to this. God is saying there's nothing new under the sun. Baseball comes and goes. iPads come and go. Video games come and go. But do you know what stands forever? What stands forever? Jesus does stand forever. God's Word, this is why we as young people learn and study and worship the Lord. Because whether or not we have baseball or we don't have baseball, we have God in His Word. So that's our scripture passage. I'm going to, that the message was, no matter if we play sports or not play sports, play baseball or not play baseball, God's seen it all, and we completely trust in the Lord. Any questions? All right, I need a, a, a volunteer to close this in prayer. This microphone's already died right here, David. Do we have another one? I already see the red light on. So... Um, I'll put it down right here. Who would like to close this in prayer? Any volunteers? 
All right, if you volunteer, I'll give you a pack of baseball cards. Esther, come on down. There's your microphone right there. Benjamin, hand it. All right, Esther, we're going to, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And now remember, after she, after she says her prayer, Esther, you can go to a pack of baseball cards. I have one more pack for who, if anybody, I know this audience might not be interested. Maybe a pack for our crowd out here. But remember, after she prays, you'll want to go down and get your uh, piece of candy. All right, let's bow our heads and we're going to close our eyes. Dear God, thank you for day today for worshiping. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. Thank you, Esther. Good job. All right, you give that to Esther. All right, children, I'm so proud of y'all. So y'all come on down, and you'll want to grab your airhead. And y'all did such a good job. You come on down. Throughout this summer, parents, we will have children's sermon. So it'll be very, very exciting and interesting. Okay, so it's the only mic that works, David. <laughs> All right, our quartet's going to sing a selection Where's that baseball pack at? Give, give it to these young appreciate girls. Appreciate this time right of special music. Here you go. Here's your baseball card. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. On the cruel cross he suffered and the curse to set me free. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer, sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, on the cross he sealed my pardon. Paid the debt and made me free, and made me free, and made me free. I will tell a wondrous story. To say in his boundless love and mercy, he the ransom freely gave. Sing, oh, sing of my redeemer, sing of my redeemer. With his blood he purchased me, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my part, he sealed my cross, he sealed my part. sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love to me. He from death to life hath brought me, Son of God, with him to be. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer, sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, on the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt and made me free, and made me Thank you, men. Thank you so much for that. That is absolutely Jesus Christ does make us free. 
I want to welcome our online audience as well. As Chris said earlier, we're so glad you're able to worship with us here, uh, either in person or online. Throughout this summer, we'll have our, our 10 a.m. worship service. So if you feel comfortable, you're certainly able and encouraged to, uh, uh, to attend here in person. But do we have, um, we have an online bulletin, so maybe one of the guys in the sound booth could share our online bulletin, so that way you can follow along and hear our in, uh, our in sanctuary audience can go ahead and pull that out. I'm actually going to open us up with a word of prayer, and we'll tell you what I'm going to pray for here. But uh, before we pray, I do want you to go ahead and turn to a couple of scripture passages. I do want you to turn that Bible verse. We're going to read it again that I read with the children. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. And then we're going to flip over, and we are going to look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And read several verses there. So we're going to be in um, uh, Ecclesiastes 1.9 and Philippians chapter 4. Do you know, you talk about an unusual week. Um, I mean, think about the, the different... Uh, I mean, the, how many different events can happen. You turn on your news... Not just at night, you turn on each day and there's breaking news every single day. Uh, down from uh, riots going on all over the place. Down also from yesterday, you know, we haven't, we haven't launched a spaceship since 2011. And um, we had a launch yesterday afternoon. So, and not only that, it was, it was from a private company. I mean, that's unheard of. It wasn't uh, just a government-only NASA launch. So you, you can literally just see the rapid changes going on. But before I lead us in prayer, I want to um, look at that Bible verse. Look up here up on the screen in your Bibles. Ecclesiastes 1.9. Because I think this verse reminds us about the hope that we have in the Lord. And, and I share this. You know, it's amazing. When I was their age... Guys, I lived for baseball. I mean, that was my, I'm not any good at it, but literally, we played spring ball, we played fall ball. I had thousands, thousands of baseball cards. I mean, we would get the Beckett monthly price guide. It would come in the mail to my house. I would look up the value and see which ones went up 50 cents, which ones went down. And it was literally just an experience You'd invite your friends over. Do you know what you would do? This is in the late 80s, early 90s. You would trade baseball cards. That was my, that was my life. I would, I would bring my cards over. I would go to card shows. They would set them up at the mall. They would set them up at different... There was baseball card shops. I've actually found one baseball card shop. It's, it's hidden here in Lexington. It's over by... Um, off Clay's Mill Road is behind some stores over there. Um, it's across from Jesse Clark Middle School. It's on the back side. It's the only baseball card shop I've ever found in this city. I even drove by there one day and it has weird hours. It was closed. And, um, and you wonder, says, what? A, and, and if I, we could go back in time 30 years, whereas that was my life. I couldn't even picture a world, a youngster growing up, that doesn't even, why, why, why would you collect a baseball, why would you, what, what's a baseball card? 
Because the world has completely shifted from trading physical cards to, I mean, everything, everything is digital. Everything. I mean, it's a radical, radical, phenomenal change. And amidst, I mean, you look at all the change going on around here in not just our world, but among the, the events happening this past week here in America. And you go, gosh, how do I make sense of all this? This verse gives us hope. Look at this verse up here. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. What has been is what will be. Do you know what that means? That means nothing changes, really. It doesn't change. There'll be a new game invented down the road. There'll be some new devices that will replace 30 years, iPads, iPhones. That'll be old. Nobody will play that stuff anymore. That's old news. And what has been done is what will be done. I mean, once something is done, you cannot, we, we cannot go back in time. If I sit around and reminiscence what it was like trading baseball cards with a pack, little stick of gum inside of it, back in the eight, late 90s, those days, you know, they'll, they'll, that, that's a waste of my time, the reminiscence on those days. They're gone, they're never coming back. And Solomon wrote this, and he says, there is nothing new under the sun. Broadway, racism will always exist. It's existed from day one. It's because of sin. That's the root of all racism. There will be protests. There will be riots. People will burn down their cities. Nations will get destroyed. There will be new nations. And this, is, this, is the, this is the world that we live in. Literally, God is telling us He can see the scale of all of humanity. One day we'll go to Mars and we'll just keep going to each planet. And we'll just keep on going. No, nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. God reminds us that we take hope and refuge in Him because none of this has caught Him off guard. Nothing surprises Him. He is sovereign. He is on the throne in heaven. And no matter how much chaos uncertainty, how much change is taking place down here on earth, the Lord is still the Lord. He still saves. His hand is not too short. He still heals. He still wants us to come and worship Him. When we read a verse such as Ecclesiastes 1.9, it reminds us that God Jesus is our rock. Is Jesus your rock this morning? This week, when you turn on your news, are you just reminded no matter what happens, our hope is grounded in the Word of God. Our hope is centered in the promises of what Christ has done for us on the cross. Now I'm going to lead us in a prayer. We'll pray for our nation. Because our nation is very divided. Our nation needs the gospel more than ever. Our nation is in midst of uh, a pandemic. It's in midst of a social upheaval. It's in midst of just uh, 
total change almost day by day. Stuff that was even a few months ago is already old news. Some, someone else I want you to pray for. If you all remember a year and a half ago, I went down on a Sunday for, I, had a, I have a cousin who got married. He's only 24 years old. And three days ago, he was in a real bad car accident. And he's actually in ICU right now at UAB Hospital in Birmingham. Uh, just terrible accident. It was pouring down rain on Highway 78 there. And um, where his accident occurred in Alabama. And uh, I'm going to lead us in prayer for him as well as the two people that were in the accident. They're fighting for their life as well. They're, everybody's in ICU. They're just struggling. But uh, I'm going to pray for them and pray for our, our nation. So let's bow our heads. We're going to have a, even our online audience can bow their head too. And I want to have a special time of prayer. God, we come to you this morning praying for our nation, praying for racial healing. Lord, we know the gospel, it changes hearts. It is the only thing that can heal this country. There is no other hope other than you, Lord. Only what happened at Calvary 2,000 years ago can unite people together. Lord, we know all racism, all, ha all, all, all hatred is centered in sin. What happened in the Garden of Eden thousands and thousands of years ago continues to plague man today. Lord, we pray for this pandemic we're in. We pray that the coronavirus, COVID-19, it dies out. We pray for a vaccine. We pray for our, our economy as there's many people losing their jobs. Lord, we pray for this nation that it's incredibly divided politically. Incredibly divided over demographics. Even over generations. Lord, we are about to enter June, a new month starting tomorrow. And Lord, I pray this summer will be a summer of revival. Lord, I pray for a generation that's coming up of young people. That they will turn and cry out to you. They will realize there is literally no answers, no hope in anything else but you, Lord. Lord, I pray for my cousin, young man, only 24 years old, who's deathly ill right now. Pray that you heal him. Pray for his brand new wife, young couple, his mother. Lord, that they experience a great physician. Lord, we pray for the other folks all throughout this nation and people we know who are in need of your touch. We beg for your presence this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Open up your Bible now to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. If you haven't turned there already, I do want you to turn there because we are going to conclude this past month you've been watching online or you've been here last week and today, we've been going through the book of Philippians. That is a book of joy. It's a book that speaks to us today. The book of Philippians is a thank you letter. Paul received a gift and he wrote a thank you letter. It's like asking a baseball card, who here still writes thank you letters? Good, good. All, all about the same amount of folks that 
know, know what baseball, have played baseball, write thank you letters with that. But that is, um, thank you letters is something we should certainly do. We are to be gracious. We to are, are express appreciation. God wants our lives to be lives of graciousness and thankfulness for the blessings that we have received. Everything we have comes from the Lord. He is a good God and he gives to us. But look here what it says here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your, look at this, graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. God is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The Bible is literally telling us, we do not live a life of worry. We bring our worry, look at this, and we give it to God. We pray our worry to the Lord. And it's easy to worry. And a lot of you here, live online, you're worried right now. There's uncertainty. And look at that word. Don't worry about anything. That's our call to a life of complete trust in the Lord. Verse 7. And the peace of God, this is what happens when you quit worrying. You won't experience... The peace that God gives if you're living a life of worry and anxiety. Anxiety. Say, what is anxiety? Anxiety is worry. And we can't do anything about it. All we can do is trust in the Lord. Guys, if you're watching the news every night, and you're going through your social media feed, and you get stirred up, and you get mad and angry, or you don't know what to do, and it just rouses you up. What? All we can do is go to the Lord and pray about it. All we can do is say, God, I pray that you heal and you help this situation. You deliver us from sins. Sins that have been plagued mankind from the beginning. Nothing new under the sun. And this is what happens when you quit worrying when you quit being anxious, when you quit allowing other things, other people, outside influences to literally shape you, this is what God gives you. This is a message for us. Look at this. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. There it is. God wants to give you and I, peace. Do you want to receive peace this morning? Do you want the Lord to do something in your life that's going to remove the, 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 the past few months that you've been wrestling and struggling with? He's saying, you, you want the peace of God? You have to get rid of the worry and anxiety in your heart. Now, here it is, verse 8. And this is one of these Bible verses we're about to read. And we're going to go through this. And I want you to pull out your bulletin, sir, because we're going to look at each of the eight things here. It says, 
Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, look at this. Eight things we're about to name. Because what happens? This is what the peace of God looks like. You're here this morning, and you want to hear a message from the Lord. You want to know, how can I live in 2020? I live in a culture that's radically changing, and everything seems to just be like quicksand under my feet. By the day, almost. Yet, I have to be grounded in the Word of God. And I want to experience the peace of God. Here it is. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything, look at this, of moral excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell, or some of your Bibles say think, think on these eight things. There it is. Our mind as a Christian, listen believer, if you want to be a gospel-centered, God-centered person, it starts with your thinking. Your thinking shapes who you are. Have you noticed maybe the past few weeks, few months, you've become more negative? Have you become more of a complainer? Is it easy to gripe about things? Do you find yourself talking in a way, saying things that you used to not, you used to not talk like? Well, the reason why is because your thought life, your thinking, what you're dwelling on has been changed. You go back. God leads us back to these things. When we are thinking about things that are commendable, good, holy, positive things, things of the Lord, you're not going to be able to be easily influenced. One of our dangers today, unlike any other day, Sharon and I were talking about this week. Do you know... 24-hour news affects you if you're not careful. It's actually dangerous to your soul. I remember news used to be in a newspaper. Literally, my, my, my dad was a newspaper man. So we would wake up in the morning, newspaper would get thrown at 5.36 in the morning, and you'd go out there and you'd read the newspaper. The only other news we would receive is if you watched the 5 o'clock or 10 o'clock, 30-minute local news channel, newscast. And half of that was commercials. And half the commercials were for car lots. I mean, literally, it's just somebody at the local car station selling you cars. I mean, that was it. That was the news. It still is in many ways today. That's what you're watching, car commercials uh, for that. But what has happened now is because of electronic devices... 20, half the channels on TV are news. Breaking news, we find out about breaking news about every 15 minutes in our life. It's not even really news. And what occurs is, when something happens, when someone dies, when an injustice has occurred, not only do we find out about it, within 
five minutes after that, we're getting commentary from everyone on what just happened. And it affects your attitude, and it shapes how you're going to go about your day. Guys, it used to not be that way. If you were allowing the news cycle, the 24-hour news cycle, constantly through notifications, on your smart devices, and through the TV, and through every other device you own, I promise you, because it's doing it to me, it will affect this in your life. You will not be thinking about God's Word and, Lord, how can I be a witness? How can I live for you today? How can I go about my life honoring you? It will be, it will be everything but this. I believe the devil is using the news, is using political division to divide even Christians. And if you're not careful, if we aren't careful, we need to have the spiritual insight to see, okay, is something deeper going on here? Am I... Am I missing something? And I want to tell you, when you say, take your eyes and you take your focus and you take your thinking off the Word of God, the Word of God tells us that it cleanses, it purifies our minds. And if you aren't thinking about that, if you're, if you're not dwelling on these things here, anything praiseworthy, you will go to the gutter. I promise. That's what happens. Have you been, have you, has, you, has your thinking ever been is it in the gutter? Because when it goes in the gutter, now I'm not talking about pornography. Yes, that includes it. I'm not talking about uh, immorality. I'm just talking about your overall, you're not thinking about the things of the Lord and how can God use me? You're thinking about the things that are unholy. All right, I want you, there's one more verse I want you to read. And this is the main verse here. It's verse 13. Philippians 4.13, because what happens, these verses we just read, church, it builds up to this one verse. Now, this is the verse we've memorized. This is a verse here that needs to be explained. Because this scripture here tells us, okay, we know, we know Facebook is shaping my thinking. We know Instagram is shaping. We know <clears throat> news, TV news is shaping what I'm thinking. It's... it's it's influencing my thought life. But God, I want to have a thought life. I want to have the ability to stop worrying and start focusing on you. Before we read, I want to share. Do you know Jesus said in John 15, 5, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Christ tells us we can do nothing apart from him. So that means our connection, our spiritual vitality, it is found in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13 I am able to do all things through, if you have the King James Bible, it says, through Christ who strengthens me. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am able, you are able, online folks, you are able 
to do all things, not some things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. What that Bible verse tells you and I, wherever you're at, God has a will and a plan and a purpose for you. And God strengthens you and I so that we are able to do what He wants us to do. This does not mean we can do anything in the world, but it does mean that you have the strength from the Lord to do His will. Do you know God's plan and God's will for your life? Do you know your spiritual gifts? Do you know what God wants you to do for the month of June? Do you know in many ways, I guess summer, if you say summer is June, July, and August. It's a new season starting tomorrow. What does God want you to do this summer? This will probably be a summer like no other, truly. And if some of you aren't careful, you'll miss summer. It, you'll squander it because of our unusual circumstances. But I don't believe God wants us to miss summer. He doesn't want us to waste this opportunity. And what needs to happen? You need to know, God, what do you want me to do? How can I be someone who continues to live and honor you this season of summer, the next three months? Do you know there's a possibility, let's say by the end of August, August 31st, here we are on June 1st, a lot of things are slowly reopening. In 90 days, by the end of August, folks might not be wearing face masks anymore. I heard some actual clapping for that. Baseball might be being played again. Football could be being kicked off. People are back in school. Church is now having Sunday school, hopefully so. And all of a sudden, we're back to normal. I mean, in a three-month time span, the next 90 days could radically shift everything. And God wants you and I as believers. He's saying, I can give you the strength I can enable you to have a transformational life. Do you want God to transform you? Are you praying for revival in our city? Our city is desperate for revival. I was watching the news yesterday, reading the news. Got to break away from it. I mean, they're inviting folks to go protest tonight, 8 o'clock, down, down at the courthouse. Does God call us to protest? Do you know how change, change occurs through people being transformed by the God? You want to end racism in America? This book will do it. When someone gets saved, when someone gives their life to Christ, all of a sudden, you don't start seeing people as black and white. You don't start seeing folks as, oh, that's a Democrat or a Republican. You see a soul as, that is someone whom God loves. That is someone who Jesus died for.
And that's someone who I need to tell them the good news of Jesus. Only Jesus transforms and changes human hearts. Only Jesus can bring revival to this nation. Only Jesus can heal all the radical divides in this country. And there's a lot of division right now. I mean, literally, it's which side are you on in everything we do. And the side you and I, I'm encouraging you this morning, and you online to pick, is I want you to pick this side. I am able to do all things through Christ whose strength is me. I'm asking you to pick the side of Jesus. I'm asking you to say, I want Christ, because He's the only one that can change us. He's the only one that can empower me not to be sucked into this culture of negativity that is shaping, in many ways, even destroying and immobilizing, paralyzing Christians so they're not doing God's will. We, if we're not careful, you will waste this summer. That's your danger. There's nothing more that the devil wants than the churches to be closed, VBS is to be canceled, youth groups getting canceled, children's ministry getting canceled, no Sunday school, no Wednesday night church, no Sunday, I mean, just start canceling everything. So people are sitting at home fighting with each other over the TV on the internet, over stuff that they can't even influence. Christ is calling you tonight to more. And that's what I'm encouraging you. I'm asking, will you follow Jesus? Will you let Christ strengthen you? Will you not be sucked in to this culture that is literally just, just, just got a grip on so many believers? I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. Even our online crowd. Some of you have heard this message. Maybe you've shared it with your friends online. And you are lost. You have taken the bait of our culture. The devil has you in a grip, a stronghold. And Christ is wanting to free you from it this morning. He wants to change your thinking to what's commendable and praiseworthy. Jesus Christ can change what you dwell on, what you think on, and he gives you he enables you to love all races. He enables you to love others. What Christ offers can change everything about you and what this nation needs. He turns you from a taker to a giver. He makes you from someone who was filled with hatred and anger to someone who's filled with peace. You're no longer worrying anymore. It's an attitude change from the heart. Jesus is offering that this morning. If you want to receive Jesus, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Even online, I want you to bow your head. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, give me the peace that you offer. Change my heart. Give me a new life. 
Lord, cleanse me. Forgive me. Jesus, I'm yours. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. We don't have our public invitation here. We have a digital invitation. Send me a message. Message our Facebook page if you're online. I want to follow up with you. I'll give you a phone call this week. Here at the... Uh, here our crowd, our in-person crowd, we have black boxes there. You fill out that little connection card, drop it in the box in the back. I'll give you a card. Just write down your email, phone number, and I'll, I'll get in touch with you. And we can follow up. Brother Hurd and I will be in touch with you so we know what it means to follow and walk with the Lord. We're going to close this in a song, David Dell. So I'm glad, I think we'll all stand up and be our closing song. I'm so glad you were able to worship with us this, this morning. We'll sing the chorus to Love Lifted Me. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me.